Let's get into our Christmas series this morning, and I'm excited to start it. You've been seeing it week after week. We've been giving you a little forerunner taste of it, and it's called White as Snow. And today I want to begin this series with a message entitled, Oh, What Joy. And so let's pray over this message as we get into it this morning. Jesus Oh, what joy we have in knowing you. And I pray today as I minister on the gift that you brought to us of salvation, as I minister on the joy that is ours through forgiveness, I ask that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would restore joy this morning, that you would bring joy to people, that you would make your salvation known in our midst. Lord, as we enter this season of celebration, may you be at the center of everything we do in our hearts continually, on our minds, in our words. And Jesus, thank you for being our joy and for bringing us joy. Because your joy is our strength. We thank you for that in your name. Amen. Well, let's get into this message today. And I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. And that will be our text throughout these series in the holidays. But Isaiah chapter 1, 18, the prophet prophesying on behalf of God says this. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. Now, here's what God says to the nation of Israel. He says, come, 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 let's settle things. You, th you see, things weren't well between Israel and God. Really, what God wants to settle is the problem. And the problem is sin. Sin has broken the relationship that Israel had with God. Now, I just want you this morning to see things from God's perspective. I want you to hear God's heart not just his words I don't want you to just hear words that maybe you've heard preached and taught before in church but I want you to hear God speaking to you that means when you have sin in your life he doesn't say stay away he says come let's settle this right now wow you, you see Israel had wandered away from God she had been blessed by God. She was living in the promised land. But she had started worshiping other things. Man-made idols. Things that God created like the moon and the stars. She had listened to other nations and she saw them going a certain way and she followed. So now sin has broken this relationship. God can no longer love her, care for her, provide for her. Things aren't going well. Sin stood in the way of Israel having a relationship with God. Mm. Something's wrong. Not only has Israel been behaving in a way that is wrong, but now things are going wrong wrong 
for Israel. Hmm. Can I just make sure you understand this? Sin first breaks our relationship with God. Then it begins to break down our life. Now, it's slow, so sometimes we don't see it when we first, look, God, they're getting blessed. Let me try this over here. We, we follow an idol. We put something, someone ahead of God. Ooh, that, that's sin. That there's brokenness there. Most likely, if we're feeling like something's wrong in our life, sin is connected to it. I want you to hear this statement. Sin always results in brokenness. May not be overnight, but always. Think about the broken relationships, broken marriages, broken finances. Hmm. You ready for this next part? But God. All this brokenness, all this sin, but God. What does God say to a nation, to his children who have wandered away from him, who have now let sin separate them from him? Here's what he says. Though your sins... Be like scarlet. I will make them white as snow. God responds to Israel's sin with forgiveness. Mm. Today, where we sit, looking back on the birth of the Savior, on the cross, on the resurrection, here's what we know. God's response to sin was to send a Savior, the gift of a Savior, the gift of forgiveness. Hmm. That was God's response. That's the response that you and I can look back and see and behold. Let's talk about for just a moment God's response to sin. Hmm. And can I ask you this? Could we let God speak for himself about how he responds to sin? Now, we need to make sure we all understand this. God is just. God is just. One of the reasons he had to send a Savior is because he had to deal with sin because sin has to be paid for because God is just. He always will do the right thing, the right way, at the right time, even though sometimes we think his timing's a little off. I know I have. <laughs> Come on. Mm. And so often we lose joy because we misjudge God's response to sin. We misjudge him. Let God speak for himself. When Israel was sinning, did he say, I'm going to judge you? Tell, is that what he said? Because I hear a lot of people saying that today. 
I hear a lot of people saying, God's going to get you for that. And here's the truth. If God was going to get us, we'd all be crispy critters already. He would have already gotten us. We would already be sizzling. (laughs) Come on. No, that was not God's response to sin. When we think about God's response to our sin, we often get it wrong. We think his response is judgment, but it's not. It's forgiveness. Have we told the world that? That's the good news that you and I that are followers of Christ, the good news we're supposed to be proclaiming is that your sins are forgiven. You can have a relationship with the one who calls the stars out by name every night. The one who calls the sun to rise and the sun to set. The one who loves you. The one who put on flesh and came for you. Your sins are forgiven. Guilt can be gone. Peace can be yours. The good news is you don't have to work hard for your redemption. You receive it as a gift in the form of a Savior whose name was Jesus. Too often, those of us who've received the gift of salvation don't experience joy. Hmm. Instead, we live life feeling judged, not forgiven. Are you living life feeling judged or forgiven? Mm. We experience joy when we know the heart of God toward our sins. (laughs) Really, Jesus was God's response. It was the gift of a Savior. He didn't want us to have to experience the judgment of sin, so he sent a Savior who was able to carry the judgment of our sin to the cross. And then God raised him from the dead. But what's left for us is victory. (laughs) In fact, let me just say this. Joy is the reward God gives to those who receive the gift of the Savior. Come on, joy is our reward. We are supposed to be joyful people. Have we forgotten that we are forgiven? Have we forgotten that even if after we've come to Jesus and had our sins washed away, we will still sin? We will miss it? Now, you shouldn't live a life of sin. Come on. But we do sin. And when we sin, don't go around feeling judged ask for forgiveness Mm. the birth of Jesus reminds us that God has settled the sin problem sin is a problem you do realize that it is a problem it's a problem in our lives it's a problem in our world sin is a problem but Jesus solved the sin problem he settled it by offering forgiveness through his sacrifice. Now let's talk for just a moment. Can you say, wow, Pastor Jane, you're going to talk about sin at Christmas? Yeah. Sin like scarlet. This is how God described Israel's sins. He said, even though your sins are like scarlet, 
That means bold, red, easily seen. Hmm. Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Here's the truth or the fact. We have all felt the weight and power of sin. It affects everyone. No one is exempt. Don't ever act holier than thou. Holier than thou. I'll get it out. Because we all have sinned. And really when God says that we've fallen short of his glory, what he's saying is, Really, we're not at the standard. We're not able now because of sin to experience the standard of life that he had for us, that he was planning for us, that he wants us to experience. Really, sin steals our joy and robs us of our strength. If you're not living a joyous Christian life, you will be weak. Let me just give you the definition. This is a biblical definition of sin. It literally means to miss the mark, to fall short. To miss the mark, to fall short. In other words, without the grace that comes through Christ, without the power of salvation, without being forgiven, you sin will overcome you and you will live here instead of here. The only way to live in the life or experience the life that Jesus has for you is you've got to have his forgiveness. You've got to receive the gift of the Savior so you can live the life and rise to the standard. Wow. Listen, I'm glad that God raises the standard of my life. Through Christ, come on, we should be living a life that would not be possible except the Savior came. Now, even in the midst of a world that sometimes grieves us, that brings us despair, we still have joy, we prosper, we do well. We are a light shining in the darkness because the Savior came and we know who He is and therefore we know who we are I'm telling you I believe the church or the world is looking for Christians who know who they are they don't want someone who looks like them they are searching for something different someone who's not confused about who they are but knows who they are in Christ and knows that there is a God that watches over them that believes that God still causes the sun to rise and the sun to set and the moon to shine there is someone that loves us and has sent a savior for us let's be clear about our message let's be clear with our lives let's live in the joy that the savior brought us today we are the church that is who we are i am not confused about who i are who i am now listen i don't for one minute make light of anybody's confusion especially if they don't know Jesus that world out there is confusing but folks there are people out there that are causing confusion 
And if we don't answer that confusion with the light of the gospel, we're going to lose this next generation. In school, when kindergartners are told, kindergarten, they can't even put on their clothes. They can't even match their clothes. And you're asking them to choose a gender? That's confusing. And if we don't stand up and love this world enough to side with the truth, and if we don't have joy, and if we don't have peace, and if we don't know who we are, come on, the Savior came. The Savior came. He lives in us. He shines through us. Oh, joy unspeakable and full of glory because we're forgiven. Come on. The weight of sin. Can I just describe the weight of sin? Let's not think about sin. While certainly sin manifests itself in behavior, but can I just really describe what sin really is and how sin feels? And if you're feeling this way, it's the result of sin. We feel pressure to do wrong. We feel the weight of the wrong we've done. We feel condemnation for what has happened to us and through us. We feel less than what we should be or need to be. Never enough. We feel lost. We feel shame. We feel guilty. Broken, helpless. All of those are the fruit of sin. Sometimes it's just sin in this world. Sometimes it's other people's sin toward us or around us that are putting on us. And we feel the pressure of sin. Come on, have you felt the pressure of sin in this world? How do you respond to that? Don't let them steal your joy. They need you to be strong against the force of sin. And to have some joy. Not be religious. So many today, even in the church, wear the proverbial scarlet letter. Can you remember if you studied literature in high school? The novel by Nathaniel Hawthorne. And he told about the Puritan community that had the lady wear a big A because she had committed adultery and she had to live life with that big A. Too many of you are walking around with a big A on you and Jesus said you are forgiven. I want to bring you joy. My response to your sin is to forgive you. He has offered forgiveness to us. Mm. Too many. Too many lead joyless lives all because of sin. Yet... God has settled the sin account. It's settled. God just says, come. Listen to Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. God conquered sin through the gift of Christ. Listen, don't ever... Think that you cannot overcome some sin in your life. 
the pressure, the weight of sin, the brokenness of sin, whatever sin and its effects. Maybe it wasn't even your sin. Maybe it was someone else's sin who brought brokenness into your life. Listen, Jesus can heal you. He brought life. And not only life, but eternal life. Christmas reminds us that we have been given new life in Christ. Eternal life. And eternal life is a life that never ends. Our joy can be never ending because our life does not end with this world. Mm. Come on, we got to be different. Now, if you haven't received the gift of the Savior, you can today. And you can have joy, the joy that eternal life brings. But for those who have, have you lost the joy of your salvation? Too often we lose the joy of our salvation. We must rejoice we must access forgiveness as needed. Don't live life without joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. We must keep in mind that sin is a destroyer. Can I just give you this little piece of advice? Stay away from the destroyer. Stay away from the destroyer. Now, I know the world is broken. Sin is rampant in the world, and we want to be a light shining. However, don't allow the brokenness in, that is in the world to steal your joy. Man, did you hear? Well, did you hear what Jesus has done? Did you hear about the Savior? Come on, did you hear? Really, how he brings us joy, how he removes our sin through the gift of forgiveness. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. One of my favorite passages of Scripture. It says, He is so rich in kindness, and this is talking about God. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Now, I'm going to be real practical or natural here for just a minute. I hope I don't spoil the spiritual side of this. But if you told me today that you had purchased a new BMW for me, I would not leave it sitting in the parking lot when I left here today. <laughs> I'd get in that thing. I'd, as soon as church was out, I'd be thinking, Boy, I'm going to cut this service short. I'm go see my car and I'm going to drive it I'm going to get in it and I'm going to enjoy it because it's a gift that's been given some of you have been given the greatest gift the gift of forgiveness God purchased your freedom from sin and you need to ride in it you need to enjoy it every day when you get up you need to tell everybody about it that you are free you would say this if I'm not free yet I'm getting free Come on, I'm on my way because I have been forgiven. Sin cannot hold me down. It cannot, it cannot hold me back from everything that God has in store for you, for us. Come on, are we forgiven this morning? Do we love Jesus? 
do we believe in the Savior, the gift of the Savior provided forgiveness for our sins. He is the antidote for sin. Take the antidote. So you need to quit sinning. Can, can you give me my little, you could bring that pen too. Yeah, can you bring me that? Let, let me just make sure you understand this too. We're talking about this. I want you to know what is impossible with man is possible with God. You know, I have some Christmas napkins here. Scarlet. And God says this, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Folks, you can't take this and make this. I just remind you today, God purchased your freedom, your forgiveness in Christ. And that forgiveness makes you free from the power of sin. I will say this. Sin leaves a stain. And too often, we're trying to get rid of the stain. A little tied to go stick. I carry it with me. Some of you have your little religious tied to go sticks. And every time you sin, you're, you're trying to do something. I'm going to pray more. I, I'm going to be nicer today. I'm going to give. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be behavior, but don't use self effort. Go to the one who can take the sin like scarlet and make them white as snow. And all he says is, come to me. Come to me. Don't run from me. Come to me. If you want to have joy, then always apply liberally the antidote to sin, forgiveness. Mm. I just say this, don't waste time on self-effort. Only God can remove the stain of sin. Wow. Jesus paid for all our sins. Joy comes when we allow the Savior to save us, forgive us. Come on, how many know the Savior is supposed to save? And just in case you don't know, you are not the Savior. Sometimes we act like it, though. Jesus paid for our sins. Now, forgiveness is free to us, but it costs Jesus his life. That word forgave, when it says God forgave our sins, it literally means freedom, pardon, deliverance, and liberty. I like what the commentary, uh, uh, the author Spiro Zodiotti says in his commentary about forgiveness. It says, to forgive sins is not to disregard them and do nothing about them, but liberate a person from them, their guilt and their power. I'm telling you, too many believers are living under the influence and the power of sin. If there's guilt, if there's weakness, then somewhere sin is at work. Listen, forgiveness brings freedom from the power, weight, pain, and damage of sin. Now, some healing takes a while but God will give you grace as you heal new joy every day tender mercies every day 
forgiveness every day. I, you, know, you know, I really do. God's so wise. He knew that we only could go when you take 24 hours. So we can only go about, you know, 10 hours. Then we need to sleep and get up and have a new day because we need a fresh day. We need to say bye to yesterday. Come on. Romans 3.24, Yet God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. I love to watch Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't watch it that much. Jeff's, you know, he's from Minnesota, so hockey's a thing there. And um, so we watch it sometimes, and especially having our own Tampa team. It's fun to watch them. And you know about the penalty box. When you do something wrong out on the ice, you go to the penalty box. And then it makes it very hard for your team to win when you're in the penalty box. The truth is you'll never win from the penalty box. Too many Christians are living in the penalty box. And you're forgiven. Come on, you can't win in life if you are still in the penalty box. Stop feeling guilty for what you did or didn't do. Get out of the penalty box. Get back in the game and trust that God has forgiven you through Christ. Listen to Psalm 130 verse 3. It says, Lord, if you keep a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you are offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. Do you know why so many people are not in fear of God? They're not in awe. They don't respect him because they don't know him. They don't see him as the God who offers forgiveness. That's who he is. He offers it. Wow. Christmas reminds us that forgiveness is a gift our Savior offers to all. Merry Christmas. And you can open this gift early. You don't have to wait till Christmas. I hate those gifts. <laughs> don't put it under the tree if you don't. Although I'm guilty of that. But, but I don't do it till the week of Christmas. So you don't have long to wait, guys. Anyway, now listen. How do we experience this joy? And what about when we do sin? John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know what confession is? Confession is just admit it so you can quit it. And I can tell you this, you're not going to quit it until you admit it. And you don't have to admit it to everybody. But you've got to admit it to God. And there may be some other people that you need to admit it to because it's been affecting them. But they don't forgive you. God does. Now, whether or not they forgive you, God will. He's faithful. And he'll give you the power. And can I say this about confession? Confession is refreshing. It restores our joy. Think about a little kid that's done something wrong. Mom and dad come in the room. They're just so uncomfortable. But once it comes out, once it's off, it's out now. I'm forgiven. We can move on. Confession is refreshing. Let forgiveness flow. 
Let it wipe away the power of an effective sin through confession. Psalm 32, 5, David said this. He said, finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. How many know that is a good place to be? And that's when joy come, it's when, comes. It's when all the guilt is gone. Let go of guilt and receive forgiveness. Merry Christmas. Come on. Let me wrap this up this morning. Oh, what joy. I want to take you to a passage in Romans, and it's actually, it's in Romans, but it's actually quoting David. Paul was, or I mean, yeah, Paul was as he's writing Romans. Romans 4, 7, and 8 says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight, Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Do you notice he mentions joy several times in this passage? Oh, what joy for those whose sins have been forgiven. I pray that God restore our joy. We need a little joy in this world. Joy to the people in the deep blue sea. <laughs> Joy to you and me. I think that's Jeremiah was a bullfrog. That crazy song. You have to be older to know that song. Come on. The gift. Now listen. The gift of joy is yours. It's a gift. But it's the result of another gift, which is forgiveness. David said this, oh, what joy, after he repented of adultery and murder. And then joy came because God forgave him. Christmas is the celebration of the entrance of the Savior into this world. And it brings joy because the Savior brings or makes forgiveness available to all. Joy to the world. I want to end with Luke chapter 2, verse 10, familiar 10 and 11. Familiar passage of Scripture at Christmas time. The angels announcing the birth of the Savior. Luke 2, 10, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. The Savior, come on, the Savior brings joy to the world because he brings forgiveness. That's why he could say joy to the world. Because when he came, he brought God's response to sin, which was to forgive man, not to judge him. There is great joy in forgiveness. Let me just end with this. Back to what God said to Israel that he's saying to us today. Though your sins be like scarlet, I will make them white as snow oh what joy amen did you get something out of that today i pray that you did